you can see that they work with many influencers and brands right now that are local and right. like outer. So they have grown to a point of respectability, in my opinion, where he has like actually created something out of that. But like you're saying, <clears throat> he didn't try to get a job working for a real cult, like a farm or cultivator. No. He didn't try to get a job working for a dispo chain where he is a corporate buyer who goes out and test tastes all the brands. Right. literally a real job, by the way. Or he, or he could even be a, a guy that you, represents brands how do you that feel goes about out this? and sells their yes. product this, for so there's, them. There's, like, like, yes, there's growers who have their representatives who go out and do those things. <laughs> and then you have dispos who have people who get represented too right. who are their corporate buyer. That is, It's literally that's what it's called. It's called right. corporate uh, buying. And it is a 50K a year job up the street from Oh, here. I'm sure. I'm not even kidding. And, and you probably get bonuses as well with stuff like that where it's Absolutely. like if you get your product placed in a lot of different dispensaries in different states. Like, Because mm-hmm. it's not like it is It is kind of just a Missouri thing in terms of where the suppliers come from. But I think very soon it's going to branch out and become like, all right, I have buyers all over the different states and who, well, who's who's marketing me the best product and it, the best price? So there is that side of it. Where, but there's so also that's like I'm saying that's where it's headed. Like right well, now, it's just on the state level because there is, is no. But it isn't. It is. It is headed that way, but it's not headed in the way we think of what we're speaking. Like it's not that big. The reason why is because in a lot of states, there's a lot of laws that require you to have certain percentages of your right. shelved yeah, product to be of only so much brand or so many places. So to get there, it would take a lot of law passing too. Well, and that, that's why I say maybe it's headed there. But but that if, might if we be get fifteen le- years if, from now. No, I, I I think I think we get decriminalization within ten years. Even because oh, so, well, I mean, let's let's talk about that to start off the episode. Hello, right. welcome to the Hello, one to ten podcast. To one to ten podcast. Sturz is and back. Today we're leading the, leading the league on legalization. Yeah. So Joe Byron made that statement recently. Right. So. So Joe Biden did. I mean, most of it was a token move in some ways. It did help a lot of people who may have. Is had it any more token incarcerations? It's looking a little dark in here. You continue talking. Uh, it, it was it was helpful for people who've had like past incarcerations for it and who wanted to get like better job opportunities. Which I mean, to be fair, it's archaic in this country that we hold people down because of um being in prison when who knows what you could be in prison for? You know, like a lot of these a lot of things that people get in trouble Rape. for. Are not things that should keep them from getting employment, however that may be. Um, <laughs> Maybe if they're caught, right? Uh, where was I? Oh, but anyway, so but marijuana legalization, uh, the the Joe Biden thing, mm-hmm. it's it's encouraging, and and the only thing that that makes it encouraging is is finally the descheduling was on the table, and that right. was that that was part of the three main points. It was mm-hmm. like, all right, so we're going to release all these people who are. Doing this, we're going to ask all of governors cool to release shit. people, which is mostly symbolic because no, everybody knows the Republican governors aren't going to just release all of these people. That's that would give Biden a win, and they they won't have that. So uh, a bunch of Texas already said no. A bunch of Republican states, anyhow. But exactly the third point was he was going to try to change the schedule through the Attorney General, which I agree which with. if that I mean if it, if it went from schedule wherever I mean I think it's schedule, schedule three one. yeah it's a schedule one drug and if it dropped even one one tier like a lot of a lot of states are suddenly going to have trouble keeping people from just like having weed everywhere and which is i think is fine if people want to grow weed at home like i'm fa- totally fine with the so, way it is here well, let me pick your brain really quick to, get, to like, pay for the license but i'm also fine if people just are able to do it on their lonesome as long as yeah. it's you know as long as it's just weed as long as they're not growing a bunch of so like, let me ask a question so you're saying not just weed so that actually is besieging the question very well then how do you feel on like the uh, drugs should be decriminalized? All drugs versus some drugs. Like, what do you think? Where are, you, where are your stances? What's your baseline? So, I definitely don't 
think that our prison system and really anyone's prison system, I mean, I, there's some examples I've seen where it's effective at rehabilitating people in some way, but I just think the way we do prison here in the United States, especially for drug offenders, primarily is just private prisons too. Think, well, I mean, private prisons primarily, prisons but it's not just—it's not no. State prisons aren't any better. A lot okay. of times, they're 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 worse. Um, yeah, I think there was a, there was a case a while ago where um, one of the the state prison was ra ran by the sheriff, and he decided the budgeting for it, and he was skimming money off of the prison budget for his own uses because so they were getting hmm. fed shit food and like getting having to like starve essentially in prison. Because this great guy was so that's what I'm saying is like prison. Jesus. So prison, I I I don't think is the solution to drug crimes and and dealing. I think decriminal decriminalizing it is the only way you'll ever get rid of organized crime. Like uh, I think the real, I think Mexico probably more than anything would benefit from us decriminalizing all these drugs is because right now what happens is is they. They have to deal with all the gang activity and the cartels be because that's where they're they're growing it, mm -hmm. but it's all coming here. I mean, uh, if, yeah. if we're so that's why it's it, it's it's a weird dichotomy. Like I'm for injection sites and decriminalization, mm -hmm. but at the same time, is we don't really know what that would look like on a broad scale. Does it get rid of the organized crime aspect? Is there like I I feel like it would. You know, as weed has become legal, uh, there's been a lot less. I mean, a lot less stigma one, but then just every all the stress around buying it, all of that has just become much less of a problem as well. If I may, um, I would like to appeal to a different side, because while that is all very much a realistic take, and while I, I do respect the realistic take of like looking at how our society in mass would be affected by a change of... Um, jurisdiction on drug usage in general right and yeah and just really of, stigmatizing so as someone as someone with mental health issues who's also i would say struggled with if you want to call it substance abuse disorder like call it what you want to call it right yeah i like smoke weed obviously i've had binge drinking episodes back when i was younger but like now it's not even a thing like i just don't right, enjoy I feel like drinking drinking's kind of falling off we can circle back to that <laughs> later but but i yeah there's your 25 that's what happened no 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 it's not because <laughs> i kidding. still i drink more now than i have in the last four years but it's not as enjoyable no 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 it's not that even we'll, we'll get it we'll get okay, back okay. to the drinking but let me let me just let point. me say so <laughs> as someone who has gone on with like with with especially writing the idea of the stigma part of weed right or yeah stigmas of drugs in general i think that because there is an association of illegality placed upon an activity it's condemning in nature of like within even own families so like a mother oh, or a father is like this yeah. is illegal right yeah and rather than looking at it as like your child needs help or they need to it's like oh they need to be imprisoned or or, or taught a lesson i don't know what they need to do but they need to do this it's like whoa right. whoa slow down like this person's clearly going through something and may need a lot of help you don't know yet like assess the situation before you condemn and so for me I think that alone could be a major benefit, like that thought processes being eliminated by but it's also like, being part of it, right? And the thing with like injection sites too. Yeah. Like, you know, hearing older generations talk to me about how they're like, that is just so awful. I can't believe that. I'm like, so would you rather they shoot up in a dirty alley and fucking well, die? Well, that's like, what, what's wrong with that, you? That's the other part. That's is, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dox this a little here, but, yeah. but like particularly in St. Louis, one of the one of the things that it's annoys me about the, the, the racism that people talk about here mm. is they'll be like, all the the tweakers downtown under the bridge, you know, shooting up heroin. It's Where? like it's like 
where well no i mean and i'll be honest i have seen there's there are places downtown where you shit, can where you can see pe- people they, shooting up under you the can bridge see some shit but that's our that's... point is like it, if they're shooting up under the bridge if we had these ejection sites maybe they would go there but they and can they have would a do it in a safe kit. place yeah and they wouldn't get aids from random used needles and all I mean, these other Hep-C, complications just have like that's what i'm saying is like yeah it's yeah. awful, yes, that people are doing these drugs and destroying mm-hmm. their bodies for for like heroin and meth and things. I would that rather really have a facility to keep bad. them safe and maybe even guide them down a better path. Though. Right, but what, but what are their? How are they going to get better when their experience generally is like I'm homeless, you know, I'm strung out on drugs, I'm mentally ill. Like I think it, I think it's something mm. like seventy to eighty percent of homeless people are mentally ill or have some sort of mental illness, or even if they didn't have one to begin with, once you become homeless, that's such a, a horrifying experience. I don't want to like combat. I, I can. Here, I'll, here, no, I'll, I, I'm not doubting. No, you. no I want to. I want to Google it just to be, be yeah, accurate. But, exactly. But, it, it, but exactly. it is very. It is very high. That is. I, I mean, I'm not terribly surprised by that idea, as someone also affected by mental health disorders. And you know, I'll say this: like the scariest thing for me as someone with bipolar disorder is if you uproot my living situation. So if right now the leasing office called me and told me like your lease is terminated early, you have three days to move out. I'd be freaking the fuck out right now. Like that's the one thing you can do to me to like fuck me up. Other than that, I'm rock solid, baby. Okay. Yeah. I was way off. I'm sorry, viewers. Uh, it was, it was like 25%, uh, but, <laughs> but, the but, it, but, it, but it's worse so- because I said, I just said mental illness. This, this says 25% have major mental illness, like schizophrenia, uh... bipolar, like, like like you said, yeah, yeah, so it yeah. is something more it is, severe. It, so first off, you did say major. you said seventy five to eighty percent, and really what you meant to say was the inverse. Right? Yeah. So 25. I guess I guess I took the so, inverse. So seventy five percent of homeless don't people don't have mental health issues, but what's to say they don't have a drug abuse issue, and what the percentage is there? Right. I don't know. I will say this: from my experience of listening to many podcasts or many different things about different places, right? Like about like uh, about the east, uh, upper northeast, like Boston has areas, right? Philadelphia has areas. Uh, LA has areas. I highly recommend watching uh, Soft White Underbelly on YouTube. It's a okay. guy named Mark. He does uh, camera interviews with people from all walks of life. Oh, but is he's... he the one that goes into like the tunnels and stuff? No. Because I've been watching I mean... a guy that does that. No, he goes no, into no, like no, the. No, no. He doesn't go out. He invites them in into like a whole studio. Oh, okay. And, and yeah, no, yeah. this is a guy who like goes around and interviews I think them. Mark, I think there's people who do it fine, and there are people who do it well, and there's people who do it really poorly and are exploiting homeless right, people. Right. Yeah. That's why like I a like Mr. Beast thing. But this is why I like. Oh, let's not <laughs> used say, to do that. Listen, Jimmy, chill. <laughs> you're good, bro. We're, <laughs> we still love you. But uh, no, but I think Mark from Soft White Underbelly really does he's a really like good humanitarian yeah in a way of like he's actually helping these people and he will give them money for their time he's not trying to get them to not buy drugs he's, he's trying to help them if he can but if they don't right. want the help he's not gonna like fight it but he interviews people like skid row and stuff too like there's plenty of terrible areas in every place right, right. yeah so there's good and bad everywhere that's the thing i think a lot of people don't want to acknowledge surface level right but if those people are gonna problem, do those drugs and those and those things yeah then we like i as a person you know I, they should be safe they should have they should, we should mm-hmm. get it, it doesn't cost much this is a lukewarm take of from my, us here on the one ten podcast uh, that we want the homeless who have drug travels to have safe injection sites and and have I mean, a, I, opportunity my, for a better my life. take on things is, I mean, that's, is that's like a humanitarian thing is what i'm saying right, very kind yeah. and but, it's, but it's, it's not, like it's not a hot take as an american take, citizen is you know? like you have all these things like that you hear about our mm-hmm. military doing all the time yeah so when when somebody <laughs> brings some shit up like this and they're like yeah. oh my god it's gonna cost like right. 200 million a year i'm like all right well that's a drop in the bucket of what we spend on all right we're gonna take a quick side this uh, up here because i have i didn't tell you guys about this when i saw this like three months ago but it was like a leak of it was something like today is this anniversary of this thing in the middle east that happened in like the early 2000s and it's like here's a twitter thread of oh, leaked Benghazi. footage uh, no, it wasn't Benghazi, but, but <laughs> no, no, like, they this, love that. This, this, what is the worst thing you've ever seen on Twitter? I'll start. 
it was a threat of all these things that happened that American soldiers did to people in the Middle East, like civilians mostly, and like video and audio footage. And I was like, this is the worst thing I've literally ever witnessed. And it was on Twitter. What was your worst thing you've ever seen on Twitter? On Twitter? Like, what I, have you I, ever I, seen on Twitter? Hmm. I mean, it's probably like at least the most prominent memory. It may not have been the worst thing, but the one you remember. I mean, probably like some like corpse sort of stuff. Like I feel like I used to see dead bodies on Twitter a lot more. Like it was a lot less moderated. Yeah, than now it that's is on these Facebook. Days. No, 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 no. But but Facebook was even worse. Yeah, I know. like I saw I saw people die all the time when we when I was in middle school or or like early high school. So imagine me as a freshman. Yeah, and Facebook comes no, out. I, I immediately. Well, Facebook at least goes public or whatever, so then I immediately get an account. So does all my friends. Yeah. The shit that was on Facebook back then, no moderation. They would just let you post whatever, and it could just get shared oh, yeah, hundreds of thousands of times. wouldn't get removed if and it was now just gore or like Twitch somebody link dying. And I get flagged for sexual activity. Right, like Facebook was like live leak back in the day. Like you just post whatever the hell. Yo, like live leak is still probably moderated heavier than it used to be. Uh, now. I mean, yeah, probably. Live leak was crazy. It is interesting. Have you noticed that? And that's that's one thing I've noticed as somebody who's kind of grown up with the internet. Sure. Um, and people have talked about this. So it's not really a revelation or a hot take, but like the increased kind of oversight on everyone on the internet, like the the anonymity of the internet is hasn't gone away in some ways, it's just but less in prevalent. Other, Right, it doesn't. You, you don't get the same feeling when when you have to assign into a username and you're signing up to an account on everything. Yeah, I mean, okay, let's let's talk about that. Like the nature of what once was a user handle has become like essentially gamer tag, or you're just a real person. Right, like either like your fleeb or like your or or it's your or it's your email that you use like. For, yeah, for your it's life, like, or it's like, like, like your right, real name. Gonna... It's like Thomas Wimbledorm. Exactly. That's like your real influencer yeah. name, and like that's who you are on the internet. It's like your full actual government name, right? Which is crazy to me. Yeah, as someone who uses a relative alias on the internet, mostly because like that's what the era I grew up in was, right? Well, and that's why I was. I, was, I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Where well, that's I was why like my name has a one. In how it. how it's different growing up as a is somebody who who yeah. would be a YouTuber. You know, you're gonna have so much more visibility over your life that wasn't there. Yeah, I think that's what kind of made me not want to do it for a long time. If I'm being honest, I was just yeah. afraid. No, because of, like, con- content like, is a lot of the there. times your just daily life. And 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 what mm, I realized, true, true. kind of in college when I was. Um, just going out and I would be posting on Snapchat and like keeping up with Twitter. Like I would be making tweets all the time. Yeah. I would be always like, you know, just trying to be funny, which I still, I, you know, I still make jokes, but it's like even that guy's got jokes, even, even just like being active on Snapchat and like Twitter for me was like a lot to come up with like unique thoughts all the time and have things to say. And like that to me is just the tip of the iceberg when you're like an influencer and like the whole way. Yeah, I can I, I can definitely say there are times where like I intend to go live on Twitch and I'm trying to come up with like what the post is gonna say or like whatever. And like there's been just times where I just have like writer's block. Right. And even I'm just for there, a title. And and you're like, all right. Like, what do I say? Like what do I say here that I want people to know? Like, you know, it's easy when there's an event going on. Like when when Overwatch right, 2 came yeah, out recently, it was super easy because I had to be like drops enabled. Get the fuck in here if you yeah, want a free yeah. skin. And it works. Like people random people will show up every time. Some dude from Ireland showed up in my chat on release night, and he's like, "Oh, dude, you're in the game now. It's so cool. I couldn't even get in. And like, all that. Like, yeah, like, I've been I, trying to for six hours, and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. He's like, I, I, he's like, I'm going to bed. I'm over here in Ireland. I'm like, hey, did you? When did you? Did you get in on release night? I got in on release I, night. I yeah, before. Yeah, I, I yeah. No, in. I had a couple friends pull that, and they just kind of didn't want to. Yeah, wait it out. I felt bad for a few of my friends who were like, this queue's at ten thousand now, and I've been here since forty thousand. I'm just gonna fuck this. I'm gone. And I'm like, dude, you didn't even make it through one queue. 
like I sat through five or six on stream, dude. So my, my yeah, no, stream, let's talk about that. Six and a half hour stream. Yeah. First two hours and 57 minutes and nine seconds were me trying to get in the game. Well, and then I finally got in. I know that because like I ate dinner or something and, yeah. I, and then I got on like two hours after yeah. like, like you, I knew you'd be off work and like everybody be getting on yeah, man. and I hop on and I'm like, Oh, you want to play some overwatch? And, and then I, I kind of saw you saw the queue, man. Yeah, I I, I saw the reset. I had already. Well, I think had I downloaded it already. Could because no, I don't. I don't think I did. So I started the yeah. download. But then as I started the download, you were like, "Well," <laughs> and I was like, "Good luck, my brother in Christ," because yeah. it's been a rough one. Yeah. So uh, for those unfamiliar, Overwatch was a uh, team shooter based game. That was on every platform. When did it release now? It's 2016. Probably... Okay, so it's only been out for like... Six and a half years. Yeah, six and a half years. Yep, yep. Uh, Which is pretty good for a game, honestly. Yeah, it had a good life cycle. It was a 6v6 game, and then they decided to do this thing where they announced Overwatch 2 like three years ago, and then we heard nothing for a long time, and people were getting really mad. Like, really, really mad. I mean, I like, was kind really of like... I, I had I had gotten excited for it when I first heard it, because yeah. I remember you immediately were like, hey, guys, Overwatch 2, like... It's going to be high. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it, it just, like, yeah. took so long for... Ta- like, we were still playing yeah. Overwatch years after you My brother said in that, Christ, the clone like, of oh, Gundam this. Evolution was announced, came out in a beta, and released before Overwatch 2 did. But then also, I think, didn't it, at one point, weren't you like, oh, now I don't think it's even going to be a second game. I think they're just going to do a big patch and make it 5v5. Like, wasn't that the thought for a while yeah, in so the community? Let's, let's, let's touch that with what they actually ended up doing. So for during like a while, there was like, oh, we're going to 5v5 and we're going to one tank. Uh, so for those who don't understand what that concept is, let me quickly break that down for you. Tank, DPS, damage per second or damage, and then healers or supports. Okay. So basically, the gist of the game was that it was two, two, and two of each of those respective roles, and now it is no longer that. Now it is a role lock of one tank, which is one big beefy person who has a lot of shielding or health regeneration, uh, and a larger health pool. Sometimes this concept called armor, which does reduce damage for a pool of health. I'm not going to go into the explanation of how that works, mm. but just know it's there. Um, and then there is going to be two damage and two healers on every team. Okay. So that's the fundamental format of how it worked. Now, what they also did, which is what actually like makes the game a 2 and not just a 1.5. I really felt like it was going to be a 1.5 at first because I played the first beta and the second beta. First beta, really. It is uh, exactly the same. It just didn't feel different enough. Yeah. Like Sojourn was added, which was the new damage character. She has a rail gun, so very, very She fast. seems busted right now, She's by good. the way. She's good. She's solid. I like her. She seems. Very... I can land headshots. So I mean, shit. Fuck. I'm doing it. People like play widow. I, I'm I like, played play widow. Soldier. I played widow today, and I got ten headshots in a match, and I still lost. That's rough. Want to say that? Number one. <laughs> Sorry for your time. Second off, just play Sojourn. <laughs> like she's. I mean, I I, I feel almost like she's better did. widow, but widow obviously game, is has her perks. I, I the next game I I locked in widow. I died the first round, and my, like my team won before I had even gotten back. Like mm-hmm. we just like didn't even. I didn't even have to do anything the rest of the round. So it and then they all like you're playing the game. They all flamed me. So yeah, I, I am you got playing to play the game. I have been playing a lot of the game. So, I got ranked in on as support. Yeah, but. I still feel like it's 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 got some problems. Let's address it's it. It's just Overwatch. So you it, know, like it is still the same just Overwatch. Thing. Yeah. So that's I would say like if you're interested in like Overwatch 2, what's the difference? It's still Overwatch. It's still it's the same thing. I wanted didn't like more it before, heroes, to be honest. Hang on, hear me out. So what they also did add was a new tank and a new healer as well. And I will say Kiriko is a breath of life that I think the game needed. Because when they added Junker Queen, the tank, 
they gave her a very interesting like part of her kit, which is her ultimate adding the anti effect. Yeah, the anti heal. So really there's like. there's a concept in the game where one hero had this prior, but now two people have. Um, where they can anti someone, which makes their health bar appear purple, and it makes them not able to be healed during that time. It's very, very potent, but it was only on one character who had a grenade that could both heal her allies and then anti enemies. Yeah, very strong, but very hard to use. Junker Queen, it's a straight line shot. It's pretty. Easy it's really to, easy to I've, hit. People I've been with, hitting and it's like a great team tool. Like right, you, you it hit basically the, wins you the. You team hit the ultimate, you and then it. you cast your your shift thereafter. With your and team the tank going in, now, over. the tank now is the most important part of the team. Always was, but it, people just didn't realize that there was two. No, okay, it it, it always was. No, I'm kidding. But your second tank could save a bad main tank. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if if you're if you're if you have a shit tank, tank, you're you're gonna know now. Right, but you're gonna but know the, but like in ranked when you play and you're like, oh, okay, my my tank's just bad this yeah. game. So I was playing like, a few they'll ranked just run games. in and and you can't get in near him to heal him, uh, and you're like, oh, all right. I was playing a few ranked games last night with my buddy DJ, and I was surprised to see him on because do you know who Maximilian is? He's a canceled YouTuber who did like trolling Overwatch videos back in the day. He no. would he would talk, he'd be like, "What are you doing?" And then he they'd be like, he'd be "Like you're trolling." Someone would like get mad at him, like because he does voice chat. Oh, so he basically would troll people. Like he would, oh, he'd no, troll I people in really lower remember. ranks. So he got banned for some some bad shit. But back in the day, he made some very funny videos, and DJ ended up in one of them. Oh, really? Because he was one of the people who got mad at him. He's like, don't you talk to me that way. And that was like a short, like, two-second clip in a video, of like a 10-minute video. But I was yeah. like, that's not funny. That's Anyways, funny. so he's on last night. We're playing some games. And uh, our, our team just starts running into this, this one team that's, like, having a major problem. It's a Reinhardt, right? And the, the problem with this guy is that, like, our tank kept moving in to go for their four. And he's like, I'm pushing in. He's like, why aren't you guys following me? And we're like, dude, the Reinhardt's walking past you and just swinging at us. Right, like, exactly. You have to yeah. turn the fuck around. Yeah, you have to shoot at I don't know how many times in a week and a half of release I have typed turn around to my teammates. Please yeah. turn around. There is a Reaper. There is a Moira. There is a Tracer oh my God. behind people, us. People Please do turn not around. Look, people do not look Brother, behind Brother, it is called W only. That is like you're pressing W and they are walking forward the whole well, game. Well, and then like what the fuck, dude. The people who play DPS who are like just ran the yeah, bro. I I had a guy who who ran like Reaper, Reaper Ash one mm -hmm. game and, and we and it was a two rounder and he had three K damage as DPS. And so I, that's let's let's talk about this this addition that no longer this is what I really enjoy because someone's like I don't like not getting medals at the end of the game and knowing how like, gold damage. damage is much better. I agree. The seen, scoreboard, baby. Seen, you put you press tab. You make out. a nice you make oh. a nice play and you look up at the scoreboard so and you're like yeah day, I'm leading. In what damage, used to happen was when you press tab is you used to see your kills, your time on the point, your objective time, your damage, your damage right, block, which whatever, is still right? valuable. Which is like okay, you can know what's, what how you're doing. Now you can see every number from every player in right. the game. So you can see who the problem on their team is. You can see how good their tank is doing. You can see if you who the healer What's that's lacking is. Even you with all that everything. info, how much focusing are people actually doing? Zero. Very poor focusing. But when you have people... <laughs> now, Anna, when you find the good stack, though, and now it's yeah, easier to find a good stack, because I have friends from when I Right, on eliminating Xbox. one person, I... I statistically does make it more likely to find a better team. That's true. But hear me out. Uh... I have friends from when I played on Xbox. Like I played from twenty late twenty sixteen uh, into fuck twenty eighteen on console mostly for Overwatch, where a lot of my time was spent. I just have like a list of friends. Like people are always on for me to make a five stack. So if I'm trying to get a five stack, which I always am, because uh, fuck playing with randoms, honestly. Like randoms suck. 
Well, and most of my with. most of my rank games, you find nobody will with. even say any words Dude. until they feel that you've messed up, and that's 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 something that happens in a lot of games. And, and, yeah, and it even happens in real life a lot. I've seen it happen in real sports as well, where like, you know, like I look, I play volleyball, I'll make a mistake. And I'll be like, well, wait, five minutes ago, you just made the same mistake. <laughs> or, yeah, or like, it's a I've very seen, human you know, experience. Right. It's, like, just, it's just something, it's, for some reason, it's in our nature to call people out when they make a mistake. But it's hard for us to realize that, like, we do the same thing. That's you know, why when I play Overwatch, I'm always talking. Like, basically, the whole time, that's like, why, pushing <laughs> in, doing whatever. It's like, yeah. that's my bad. I push too hard. I, right. I'm well, very aware of my own play because I want to talk myself through it and realize that if I'm making the same mistake and I found myself saying the same right. thing three times, not up here, but verbally to my teammate. And then someone goes, yo, you've done that three times. I'm like, fuck, I have. Right. And it helps times. other people re yeah. recognize when you, when you're making a mistake, they'll yep. be like, Hey, you, you you said you were going to go in, but we didn't have time to like react to it. Or like, yeah, they could. That's why like I, when I play CS, it's the same way. It's like, I, I describe everything that I'm doing. And I yeah. think really everyone should like not to crowd the voice channel, but to just say like, I want to I want to be aware of where everyone is on the map. Like it's not as important for for um Overwatch, but it can be, you know. Like you said, if you have a Pharaoh running around or if you had somebody teleporting around on on Reaper, like you do need to be aware of where everyone yeah. is at all times. Hey everybody, Fleet from the 110 podcast here. Just want to take a second to thank you for listening to the episode. We we'll remind you guys to like, comment, subscribe, ring that notification bell for new episodes every Friday. And if you're an audio listener, make sure to download the episodes. It's the metric that matters the most apparently. Now, Back to the episode. Anyways, uh, so what were we saying about the overwill? Oh yeah, I was just saying it's important to uh, have have like aware of where everybody's positioning is. Like when I play games, like well, particularly CS:GO, but also like Overwatch. Yeah, a lot of times what I'm thinking about is, all right, how many people are on my screen? How many people have like have I seen recently where I know the Kill area feet. of where they yeah, are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like either either who's yeah who's dead? Who do mm -hmm. I see on my screen? And who do I have a vague idea of where they so, are right now? A bigger thing to eliminate think about, where people could be. You know what I mean? Per, yeah, yeah. So absolutely, I think about that all the time in Overwatch, particularly. Uh, something else I think about particularly with that game, though, uh, over like CS, because CS obviously you don't respawn in your round. Like, yeah, you you're, you're not going to come back to life, and you're not going to have another chance. Right, to be you able can, to shoot. you it's can deathmatch, and that's it's, how I right. think of it. Is like I I start a round of CS:GO with an equation of five in my head, and yep. as people die, I tick off. And as I hear people call out like, "Oh, there's two at A or two at B," I'm like yep. adding, you know, I'm like, "All right, like, there's so two one's A. already died in mid. Yep. There's two A, and we don't know where the other two are. Are we like, right. heard footsteps so here?" The, so then I can think about like, "Okay, what are there still possible?" And plays? then they're in tunnel every time. And say, yeah, right. And then they're always they're always going tunnel to uh, B. No, so something I think about in Overwatch particularly because you do respawn so much in a round, right? If you do die, is uh, a map depending on the map, like relative to what the objective is. And what the walking distance is. Travel time is so huge. So my big one for me is the biggest example is King's Row, right? Um, King's Row is a classic. It's from Overwatch One. It's still around, and it's seen, I've seen it a couple times in comp. Ew. Um, but it has a really far walk from for both defense side spawns. So like the first walk's pretty far. The second walk's even farther. Like it's bad. And if you that's where like playing defense, I won't pick particular heroes because I know my chances of getting caught out. Are so much right, and if you, die, if, if you die, if you die once, you're like, all yep. right, well then I just Points gave up. Gone. Yeah, a whole tick of the point. So I feel bad on healer when I'm doing my placement games because I'm not like it's my least favorite role to play. If I'm being honest, what I've gotten better at DPS, but my tank is like what makes role. me so mad when I'm playing either healer or DPS. Yeah, man, is is when I like especially in comp, 
I've had it happen to me a couple times is as soon as I get on the screen, all three healers, DPS, everybody is just smoking me with every ability they have. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah. all right. Like, I'm like, where the fuck is my tank? Yeah. I'm like, what, what am, why am I the one? Like, I'm not even in the front. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of times I'm just sitting in the back. I'm just sitting in the back. The moment I you come know around what? the corner, the whole team is just like, oh, DPS. So let me tell you what really hurts the most is when you're playing like a, a pretty solid pick, you're having a good round. Like, I don't typically play Zenyatta, per se. I enjoy Zenyatta because of the damage orb, and I like the potential right. it offers the team. But the problem is that the, the standard healing output on Zenyatta is pretty low. So if I'm not landing shots that night or I'm not feeling right. super if hot. Not, if you're not hitting good headshots, it's then just it's like, like, all right, I shouldn't be playing Zen right now. Even yeah. body shots. If you're healing neck shots, you know what I'm saying? It's all good. But that's what's kind of annoying is right now it doesn't feel like you can play. Like, Zen feels super weak. Yeah, Lucio just feels uh, better. Lucio feels weak, but okay. Because you, of the well, who do you think are the best healers, then? I, th I think the best healers by far right now. I think Moira's OP. I think she's Moira's fine. so over I, th right I now. think she needs to be nerfed again. Yeah, I mean, she's, uh, I think she's okay. For I'm now, consistently but... doing like 8K damage, 5K healing, which yeah. is like, I'm fine with that. Like, I'll let my main healer do 10K healing and I'll just, I'll yeah. like, doing 8K damage as a support is stupid. Yeah, yeah, she has a lot of uh, imbalanced circuit right now. But the thing is, I think also, like, when I'm playing sometimes, I feel like, like, if I'm in a Moira 1v1. I'm like, man, we we are barely chipping away at each other's health. So it's not like you're doing that much damage on the tick. It, it's, it's probably the orb. Uh, it, it's the orb and it, and it's the alt. The alt, the, the alt, a little bit. But the alt, I think, I think really all it is is that they need to. So they, just decrease the damage number, keep the healing number the same. You think? Here's here's my here's my insertion to make her more interesting tactically. Okay. Raise the cooldown just on the damage orb. And leave the cooldown on the heal orb the same. So if you use the damage orb, you can't use the, it doesn't affect the heal orb. But if you use heal orb, then it gives you incentive to use another another one. You know uh, what I mean? Like I mean, I will say like I think the proper strategy is to only be throwing a damage orb at like the beginning of a round and then or like, long range. Well, beginning of reset, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, beginning of reset. Same thing as a, a beginning of a round essentially. It's where there's very few people walking at you. Your teammates have no potential damage on them yet. And in the next six to seven seconds, you're going to be able to heal them through it, and then get right. your next heal orb. Or the, like the other the other situation I found myself in is if like situationally, if you're playing against Diva and she's like in your face, Diva's overtuned. I I also think so. I think um, in terms of like tanks, Junker Queen, and uh, honestly, I think Arissa. I think Arissa, her alt is busted. Okay, so I can be biased because I I'm a big Arissa player and I love Arissa. I know I like liked, Arissa. I loved Arissa I before, her and I love her now. Like I liked, I liked her old identity, but I also like her new identity with a whole new kit. Yeah, which is what another major change. So let's just quick summary of everything that happened in Overwatch too. We never actually said that I think earlier. Well, I mean, if people are watching, they'll, they'll they they're interested. In I Overwatch hope. Too, um, so major character overhauls for people who weren't working. Some characters be like Doomfist went from being a DPS to being a tank. Uh, other tanks were totally reworked. Other DPSs were totally reworked. Some got minor changes and adjustments to make their numbers work well with the new 5v5 system. Yeah, I maps. feel like if you're playing Winston right now, you're trolling. Uh, I haven't uh, seen many Doomfists. I see some Doomfists, but I, I played a little Doom, but he just doesn't feel that good. No, he doesn't and have Diva anything. Diva and Zarya just feel over fucking tuned. Yeah. Zarya's gross. Yeah, Zarya Zarya's like is peak, so like, wow, stupid. this needs to be nerfed. Diva's like. You know, if I'm playing into Zarya, Diva shouldn't be that good, but she's surprised she's still Zarya, really good. Zarya, if, if she plays well, like, she can just walk into your team 
and there's nothing you can do, and she'll just laser you all down with her stupid beam. She's just really overtuned right now, and I think she just needs to be adjusted a little bit. I don't know if it's the shield number needs to be decreased. I, guess, I don't know if it's I don't the percentage like her game. ability. I don't like the shield. I, you don't, I just, What I, do you mean? You don't like it as playing into it, or you don't like... Have you ever tried playing it? I I've not played Zarya. No, I'm sure. It's Welcome fun. to the church, my brother. Yeah, Christ. I'm sure. It's so just like, fun. oh, boop. Save I mean, myself. I've, save somebody so else. Like, I've always liked like, Zarya because she has the beam, which works well against like, uh, it goes well into Genji, goes well into uh Diva because she can't do I Matrix just, it. The idea of the ability is stupid. But then there's like the okay, I hear you. This the shield ability that has always been this it's, way. It's I I don't care how it's always been. The idea of a shield is to block a burst of damage. Yeah, but then she plays to your advantage, and then she makes it her own strength. It makes her gun empowered. But it, And it blocks all the damage, so they don't get hit any, either. Yeah, so it does. But there's no drawback to using a shield at all. Yeah, it's amazing. That's why it's stupid. Is there should so be, you think there should be some kind of drawback. Right, or there should be some tactical decision-making, because there's never you're never like... Oh, May I offer you my suggestion to fix what if problem. what if the shield was bigger, but it was on a longer cooldown? You know what I mean? That's that That's, would be my that thought. That is the current problem, I believe. So you can hold two charges of the shield right now, and you can either place you can it on hold someone. two charges. Of Hang on, chill, chill, chill. It used to be one only, but it only used to be on you. But now you can have up to two charges, <laughs> and you can put it on teammates. And you can put it on teammates, right? So you can get them faster. Now here's the thing: I don't think the refresh time in between, like if you use one for the one refresh, I don't think that's too long. It feels okay. Like I feel like there's times where I'm like, oh, this is getting a little dire. I don't like the ability. But there is a cooldown window of two seconds in between when you can recast. And I think you should have a three second window in between. I don't think three seconds. I think she's I think it would make tanky. it better. I think I think it'd make it better. Off the rip. I mean, that would make that would make it, make so it a little bit better be as I just, tanky because she couldn't recast so soon. It just feels like it. It feels like you. She walks up to you. Your whole team shoots at her. Oh, she popped her shield. Everybody's like, oh, don't hit her. Don't hit her. And then you're like, yep, don't shoot her. So then you, so then you don't shoot her. So then you don't shoot her, and then she just kills whoever's in front. Yeah. Because she, you're, she's not being yeah. shot. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and then, it's and great. then she just casts shield again. Walks up, kills the next two yeah, people. Man. You still can't shoot her though. So like, I think, you, can, you can't shoot I, I, her. <laughs> yeah, I think the large part of the problem with that though comes down to that the other tanks that contest against her are not that strong. And the best tank well, against her is Roadhog. No, nobody, right. Roadhog is the only other one that can kind of just like sit there and- You and, wait for her shield to go down or you have your team burst it and then you hook her and just but fucking- with, But with Roadhog, there's a drawback, right? Because he's got to be, he's he can't shoot. Yeah, he can. Not while healing. Well, yeah, but he can move around now. Yeah. Well, he used to move, be able to. The moving is fine. It's huge. But being able to shoot- while you, while he's full healing, I mean that's basically what you're doing. You, people are I shooting get, you, so you I, put a shield up. I you will get to agree. Heal. Like I just that I, I don't like the idea. And maybe of a that's shield part of the problem healing. with like uh with Diva too. Is that that I mean when you're using D Matrix, you can't use your guns, but you can use the rockets. The so. D Matrix I think is OP as well now because blocking all projectiles. Basically, <laughs> like, I don't. Know. You already have a massive AOE nuke because your ultimate, but now yeah, you man. need to block all projectiles. Like yeah, basically, and makes... I still find that the best way to use that massive AOE nuke is to blind shoot it over a wall towards someone's spawn and just hope to God it hits, and then no, it does. No, and you're no, like no, no, three, no. three. No, the best thing is always to like jump over some large building, chuck it, hope that yeah, and then tell your team to push at the same time so they back up into it because honestly nobody's I mean, ever going to get actual, hit by it these days. I think the tactical like real best use is obviously like it, it's a swing advantage, but you can also use it to secure things. Like let's say they're pushing on a defense of a point, right? And then yeah, you just drop, you, you walk up, and you put it on there. It's like yeah, well now you have to walk off or you die. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. If it's like overtime or so, there's a exactly. lot of applications where, it, but I, honestly, Arisa's all has that function now too, which is pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, Hurl's pretty good. But, well, yeah. So, I mean, Overwatch 2, I've enjoyed it so far. Bastion's disabled. Um, yeah, that's kind of odd. <laughs> the infinite Bastion. I bet, I, I, I bet that's not even why. I bet he's busted because I haven't seen anybody play it, but no, I feel like that'd be have nuts. You, have you not seen what happens? I, I've, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. I've had it happen it. to me. Like it's real, it's, right? But, I, but that's what I'm saying. Without, with, even without that, I bet he'd be busted because he's strong, he was... but he's not that busted. Assault modes, like it's good. The tank form feels good because I didn't abuse the bug. I literally saw it happen to somebody. Had it happen to me once, and I was like, I'm not fucking doing that to anybody. Yeah, no, that's I'm fucking good. wrong, and you should get banned for that. Honestly, and they, pro- they, they probably did. It. They probably could went back and saw people who exploited it and get. I like reported somebody who exploited it against me. I said, "Fuck this guy." It's one yeah. thing to know about it; it's another thing to purposefully use it because it was the end of a match when we were in overtime. All right, and he literally he just, used it to oh win. God, I was so it. mad. Oh, so, so for those who want to know what that means, uh, Bastion has an ultimate that drops this big like barrage. It's supposed to drop three, one, two, three overhead shots that do like I think 150, 200 damage a shot or whatever it is. Pretty, pretty good amount of damage. If you hit before you clicked, like, or if you simultaneously hit the button to activate your ultimate and you clicked to fire the third one at the same time, it would allow you to then, and for the remaining time that you, which you have to fire the total amount of shots, which is like a window of like eight seconds, you could fire infinite shots. So you could fire as many as you could click, essentially. And uh, it sucks to have happen to you. Just to put it lightly, like it, it really sucked. Yeah, to watch it the felt, whole screen blow up. Dude, it sucked that we had had a push that was winning and we were going to be able to make a play, and then he fucking used a literally yeah, known he is cheat. Cheating. And it's like, I understand they fucked up and made this bad in the code, but like you're ruining people's experience by being the guy who goes, "Well, I'm gonna try it to win a game." Fuck all off. right, yeah. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, if it would have been, fuck. if it would have been in the middle of the game, I probably wouldn't have been as mad. I've been like, "What the fuck?" But it was literally the game winning. Right. To I mean, happen. but that's that's the thing. If they get enjoyment out of that, so be. And it. then they but got like, the play yeah. of the game with the fucking of thing course, happening. Of course, yeah, of course, they <laughs> because they're just nuking everybody. It went on his YouTube for sure. Oh, it had to have. Yeah, dude. I'm sure it had to have. Um. All right, let's move on to something bigger and better, Durs. I got a little segment here that we've talked about doing before with uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Oh, okay. Uh, whether okay. they're good, they're bad, in your opinion, because you're a Magic the Gathering player. Gotcha. Yeah, do you have them on your phone? I have I have one, and I'm going to put it on screen for everybody on the video, but okay. I do have the one for you to review. Uh, this card is called Mystic Mine. Okay. okay. And uh, go ahead, and why don't you read that out loud? And then why don't, if you have any questions about anything on the card, I can explain it to you. Okay. All right. If, you're, if your opponent controls more monsters than you do, your opponent cannot activate monster effects or declare an attack. If you control more monsters than your opponent does, you cannot activate monsters effect or declare an attack. Once per turn during the end phase, if both players control the same number of monsters, destroy this card. Oh, this is like moat. Yeah, like it moat is, and, and, like moat, and yeah. magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is kind of like moat. That's probably. I mean, it's probably pretty good because there's no cost, right? You just throw it out there. Yeah. So the only thing I want to point out to you is in that little like where it says spell card. There's a little icon next to it. Is it does that water or something? No, no, no. Let me we'll check that icon real quick. No, there's a little. Uh, yeah, it's a little. Okay, so that is a it's a little cross shape, right? Yeah. Uh, it appears to be that little circle. So that is. Uh, it means it's a field spell. So in the game of Yu-Gi-Oh, there is. Uh, field oh, so spell it's like uh, really- like mountain. Yeah, where it, it changes the terrain. I, I watched way, the anime. Yes, yes, yes. That's mm-hmm. that's season one stuff. But yes, so it would go where mountain or like Yami yeah. or whatever you want to call it goes. Right. So it goes on the field and stays face up. There can only be one field spell out at a time on the board for okay. either player. I believe. All, I think actually it's currently if, if somebody else actually plays... let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Each player has a field spell zone. So yes. If you put if you put one in yours, it stays what, there what until if you both put another one. Put a mystic mind down. 
I mean, it's the same, same thing regardless. Rules it's for a, both it's of them. Same, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's okay. the same flavor text. So, okay. What are your initial impressions? I feel like it'd be pretty good. I mean, just just because it's free, you know, like that's what's weird. It's hard to evaluate Yu-Gi-Oh cards coming from a Magic player's perspective. No, there are lots of cards that have cost. There's a lot of there's right, a lot of cards that have cost. Well, but it's mostly monster cards, right? So like that. No, I, I mean, I guess or I maybe no, I'm wrong, but I haven't, I haven't seen spell cards that cost have a huge cost. So that's that's what just from. I'll show you some in the future. Um, so to evaluate Mystic Mine is a very controversial card. Um. Some people absolutely hate that card and think is it's it the worst popular, thing ever like, made. What, like some a lot people, of people play love it? the card and play it a ton. Um, yes, it's quite so a, a lot card. of decks will card. just be like it's a good card. Okay, so yeah. they're like I'm waiting it's for my not, combo. Let me just like throw a Mystic Miner. Every on the deck. it's not even just that. It's like let's say your opponent builds goes first, right? So you're going second, and they play all their shit. Right, they right, like whole three, board. three random. You have three. You have you have whatever. two, three big creatures. No, they've they've comboed, man. I'm talking. They've expended their hand. They've got like a face down, maybe even. They've got they've comboed out, searched in their whole first turn, right? And then you start your turn. And you go, okay, Mystic Mine. <laughs> Just I right, I get gumped. Yep. And then you play. Well, you play, you play one creature. Okay, Mystic Mine. And then you start your combo, right? And you can start searching, but you only have right. one creature. So there's you always have that advantage, and they can't activate half the shit they're going to do with you. Right, now. because it's just it's just a blanket. It just has no monster yep. effects, so right? So then really what it is, is it's more about uh, decks that have, like, not even stall potential, but, like... In, in his monster effects, does open... that encompass, like, passive effects, too? Like, in, like is, there a, is there a distinction in Yu-Gi-Oh! between, like, passive um, abilities and, and active activate ones? abilities? Um, not, like, innately described as such, but there is, like, there's the you-can-activate-this-effect yeah. When this circumstance happens, which is more like the active ones, but that describing. would still be blocked. And out there by are this. ones, but there are other ones that are like this card cannot be affected by card effects, or this card cannot be affected by spell cards, and those are passives, like you're talking about. Right. So would so that exist? So would that negate the Mystic Mind thing, or no? Or Mystic Mind just negates all ability to attack, so it doesn't matter. Ooh, that's a good question. Like, are are, it's are very there any good... creatures that yeah, have no, spell they're... immunity? Like absolutely, and also can use their so, activated ability so because they're... most creatures have. Most creatures in modern Yu-Gi-Oh that are boss monsters will have some form of protection, whether it is direct targeting. They can't right, have like to them. I have Shroud, so we can't target it yes. at all. Versus or... like uh, things that are mass removal, versus things that are they can't be destroyed by card effects. Versus right, they can't be destroyed is, is by there battle. an indestructible effect in Yu-Gi-Oh? Like uh, there's damn can't near. be destroyed by anything, but you know very specific. Uh, yeah, there's ones effects. like it can't be targeted by or affected by card effects, and it can't be destroyed by battle. So the only way to remove okay, it would be a non battle would technically be the indestructible, yeah. Right. So there's that kind of thing. There's so there's things with there's plenty of them, right? So there's not so many things as uh terms like indestructible as there is like right. literal Magic, I think, the was words the first describing to do the it. terms, and I think the terms is where they where there where are they... so many cards I found in Yu-Gi-Oh where if you rewrote them using flavor text of Magic using their terminology, you can make the card easier and better to play. Well, that's like even that. Like I mean, you can look at the the, the attack. Or the the description of of the card moat, which is what essentially why well, I, I don't know if it's moat or uh, castle gates or there's like an older magic card that does a similar thing okay. to this in magic where it says essentially neither player can attack, mm-hmm. and then there's also other variations of this that have that have been made where it's like um, play this card, each player sacrifices permanence until until you control more permanence than your opponent. So, yeah. like, it's like a leveling field. Oh, it's called balance. That's what yeah, it's yeah, balance. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that card. So you play balance, and you're like, all right, if you have more lands than me, sacrifice three lands until you have as many lands as I do. If you mm. have more creatures than me, yeah. sacrifice all your creatures. I you know, you. that sort of thing. I got it's you. like, 
it's the same sort of thing. Like, let's say on turn one, you played two creatures, you played mana, you put a bunch of 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 uh, artifacts into play. Yeah. And then I next turn, I was just like, all right, balance. I have no artifacts in play. I have no lands in play. Yeah. <laughs> and you just fuck them. You just absolutely fuck them. You just lose and everything. And that's the crazy so, thing with like Yu Gi Oh is that like a lot of cards don't have a man. They don't have mana costs, right? Right. The no so mana cost things makes things very powerful. It just does. On the face value, and that is why know? spell cards are so pungent is because they are instants and they just go off right away. And that's what so like. are all spell cards instants in Yu Gi Oh. Is that how like or is there certain phases where you can mm. play spell cards? Uh, so some cards have requirements like they can only be met with like whatever requirement that you're trying to achieve. Right. Like you like, must be trying to special summon a yada or like yada this card your... can only be activated in reaction to an attack, and then when it does, yeah, this effect happens. Right. So there's there's things like that that do exist it's like i said it's just so much less intuitive because it is written and what tends to be the difference here's a real meta question for you what what tends to be the difference between a trap and a spell card okay so a trap card has to be set down face down first for on your turn okay and then after that your turn passes you go to your opponent's turn from any point thereafter when the requirement trap can only be activated on your opponent's turn no, it can be activated on your turn once it's been there. But, but it, but it has the, to be set it has first. To, let me just put it this way. It has summoning sickness. Okay, okay? yeah. So you put it face down, and then that once it passes, and you go to your opponent's draw, from that moment, anytime the requirement of that then set trap... Then it becomes trap, an instant. Yes. Okay. However, there are a few traps in the game that can be activated from your hand, which are very fun. Gotcha. Okay. There's this one called Infinite Impermanence. I'll show you that card sometime. It's crazy. Like it's it, it lets you cancel mm. a special summon basically, which is most of you. Oh, you just no. You just yeah no. There's also like okay, so this is a great example. So there's a trap card called Solemn Judgment, and this card was released in I think set two of Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. It's like a very old card. It's not new. So no, the, around the time of oh no, it was an old, it was like a super rare card. It was like one of the rarest of the set. And it's uh, it just it has a guy. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's like God, right? It looks like old man God with his hand up, and he has like two angels behind him. And people refer to this card as God says no. And the the flavor text reads, pay half of your life points to negate the summon of a monster activation of a spell or trap. So it's just pay half your life, say no. God says no. <laughs> I love that card. It's one of my favorite cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! Because in the old time, like, It's interesting that Yu-Gi-Oh! has, has, has life points in the thousands yes. when really... Life points. Tens. It should just be. It should just be the same as well. Magic. There used to be monsters that had like thirteen fifty. I know. Rate. I know. I like. I like most. A lot of the cards I had so were like, like 50s. But it's like, why would you want to be in the fifties? You didn't want to, unless you had like an eight. So back in the day when like old Yu-Gi-Oh happened, like Elemental like, Soldier number sixty-five or whatever the flamey one was. Sure. Elemental Hero Flame Wingman is one you're referencing, sure. by the way. Um, but so like back in the old Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Like one of the strongest level four monsters was Lodge in the Mystical Genie of the Lamp. He had 1,800 attack points. He was, yeah. It was one of Kaiba's monsters, okay? In one of the tournament packs that came out two or three years in Yu-Gi-Oh, there was a card called Mechanic Laser that came out, and it had 1,850 attack points, and then it was the strongest level four monster in the game. So sometimes in like old Yu-Gi-Oh, those fifty points really did matter. Like yeah, that got you over things that you couldn't get over normally. Right. Well, but okay, but so but now, irrelevant. T- to me, I, this is going to spoil a little bit of how Yu-Gi-Oh works. But like when I played Yu-Gi-Oh, I played on the video games. Mm. So when you attacked, mm-hmm. the defense went against, or your attack went against whatever position that yep. monster was in. Is that still how it works? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, One so, million percent. So what is the point of putting your monster into defensive position? So if you attack something into attack position, whatever the difference is in the math, they take that amount of damage. Right. But if they put it in defense position, you destroy it, they do not take any damage. Okay, but and you have to attack their monsters before you can attack them directly? Correct. Unless the card okay. says otherwise. Gotcha. There so are cards have... that say this monster can attack your opponent directly. Just okay. in their text. So. so it's like unblockable. Yeah. 
Yeah. I guess, but it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, here's the thing you, you have to understand. Yu-Gi-Oh cards have more words than Magic cards, and you guys have terms you all understand. It's like an actual universal language. And, and what we do in Yu-Gi-Oh is we just don't read. We just don't know what the cards do because we don't read them anyway. Right. I know that's a, that's what baffles me is like like when you when you're thinking of like you know it's crazy, dude. It, it, it's so funny to me because when when I got into magic and I think this is what makes magic such I'm about to throw some shade at some Yu-Gi-Oh hands here, but this is what Respect. makes magic such a better card game is especially to get into as a new player is because when you first start playing magic, if you want to be like oh let me go grab a pack a couple packs. And play some magic. You know, you can you can go you can buy a starter deck. I mean, you can buy a starter Yu-Gi-Oh deck and play that, and then be fine. But like, you can you can get a couple packs, a couple big packs together, and make a crappy uh, magic deck and play a game of magic and kind of understand the fundamentals of the game. Yep. And you'll learn like yep. life total understanding, and 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 you'll be able to get the flow of the game. Yeah. And then when you when you do go and make a deck that it's is like a deck real. list. You'll be like, oh, great! This is like just kind of an upgrade of what I've already been enjoying. Oh, I understand this. But this is this like it goes a little bit faster, but you still get to play the game. Yeah. With Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like you, you can either play like tabletop, you have no idea what you're doing, or the game's over in two or three turns. Which is how most modern Yu-Gi-Oh goes, honestly. Yeah, when I'll be real, like that does kind of suck about it uh, in a way for new players because modern. So I watched a video essay on, uh, on this, like when did modern Yu-Gi-Oh begin? I think personally, it began around 2012, 2013. That's when I remember it getting like really fast. Like end of synchro era into Xyz was like crazy, pretty fast at that point with a lot of the things that would happen in a turn. But like I still played and I could keep up pretty well. And then I came back a couple formats later. I was like, wow, it's got a lot faster, but it's still fun because there was like so many decks that could do these things. Like it used to be like, oh, this deck specializes in like getting one or two searches after you get a couple combos. Right. Yeah. Motherfucker, every meta deck possible now has a search, cancel, negate, fucking shit on your mom's chest. Like everything yeah, in the deck. That's what I'm it's saying. a whole toolbox. Well, because which is fun because you can create a lot it's of Because really everybody's cool playing legacy in Yu-Gi-Oh. So so there's, in, a, there's some in, cool in, legacy in, formats in, in Yu-Gi-Oh, though. In in Magic, you have all these different formats. So you have you have standard which which gives you a fresh look. So, so that does, as the game evolves, does Wizards you can... actually back the other formats though? Like yes. down, that's, that's the oh, difference. Absolutely. So let me yeah. explain this. Like Konami definitely allows us to have other formats in Yu-Gi-Oh, but there are like two big ones. There's Edison and then there's GOAT. And Edison's like 2010, I think, is when the card list cuts off. So it's like, or maybe 2012. So it's like Xyz and Synchros, which are really easy to do, actually. They're not that hard to understand how to do. Like yeah. Xyz is two monsters the same level. So you take two threes, you stack them on top, you put the black one on top, da-da, it's Xyz. It's easy. Yeah. And then Synchros is, all right, you tuner plus non-tuner, and it's I'm making a number seven. So that means I need to take like a five and a two or a three and a four. You're doing math. It's oh, really gotcha. easy, yeah. right? But then you get into like pendulums or like- Right, I know. And all links, that is and like- links are- uh, now, now you're ew. like- well, and, and it just feels like to me that they didn't have a deep enough game, and so instead of like rethinking the way the game was played to make it more fun, yep, they're just like, ah, fuck it, we'll just print tons of crazy shit, and then a lot will be going on, and that's it. You're close. It's we're gonna print a lot of crazy shit, so we can make a lot of money. Well, no, I mean it's always about money, obviously, dude. No, Konami, but, the, but that's okay, what's goofy me... is like, like no, the, you dude. say that. You like wizards, Matt, is not wizards, one hundred percent right. Well, and that's just the difference in culture between a like you know an American versus so, a, a Japanese company. I let think. me tell you something. I actually just watched a video on right before you came here. Since we're on this topic, there's a guy like called MBT on YouTube, pretty cool YouTuber, honestly, because he makes a lot of meme videos and they're pretty funny, okay. in my opinion. But basically, he was talking about um, 
what if Yu-Gi-Oh! actually gave their explanations of why they're banning cards or hit nerfing cards on their ban list like Magic does? Oh, really? They don't They don't give any explanation? They did they just that do it? one time in 2012. To ban Pot of Greed? No, it was already banned before that. <laughs> that card's broken, dude. That's a free plus one in any game. If you put that in a game, that card in Magic would be broken, right? Uh, you you no. play, it's an instant, well, it has no cost. Well, and it's yeah, if it was free. Well, there's, there's yeah, well, I mean, they yes. did print Ancestral. Ancestral's one mana draw three cards pretty broken right i mean it's the one of probably the best game best card of all time it's 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 a close second between that and so, uh so pot of green pop with the lotus. best card of all like lotus and, yeah lotus and ancestral are are like incessant drawing three cards like yeah you play you play your turn one mana yep. you draw three cards yeah it's insane it's an insane amount of you're advantage. playing. You're playing Reanimator. You discard. Now, you discard your Grizzlebrand. Is imagine you could do that, but then you don't have like a mana thing holding you back, where you can't make further moves. But that's but that's like you so magic. Magic. Going. So that's what it's nice about the formats is so in vintage, mm-hmm. in Magic, it's exactly the same way as Yu-Gi-Oh is now. Is because because the card quality has has continued to increase throughout the years. Yeah. But then also, what's weird? The card quality has increased. But then they their understanding of power levels increased. Yeah. So like the really old cards. <laughs> That's what Konami does. Now the really old, video. yeah. The really old cards are still good, and they're 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 like restricted in some some ways. Like yeah. Ancestral still allowed to be played in some formats. Yeah. Um, because it's fun to play with. It's broken. Yes. But then there's like there's all so, sorts of other broken something things. Something I've play talked with. about doing recently. I know you. I've said it to you and Parm probably twice or three times. This thing called the Yu-Gi-Oh cube. It's a draft yeah. cube. No, I'd love to Yu-Gi-Oh. do a draft cube, bro. I'd be, be putting fucking four pot of greeds in that bitch. That's what I'm. I t- want everyone to have one in their draft. If you draw yeah. two, if you draft two, fuck it, you won. You right. won. You go exactly. that day. You know yeah. what I mean? It's fun. I right. want. I want some fun like that. And, that, and that's and that's what I'm saying. And is like when it, I figured out how I can do it for cheap. Well, I I think I actually have pot of greed. No, 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 hear me out. I'm gonna go to the the local store that's right at the street from here. No, you can just few. have all my cards. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But I'm gonna buy a few things. I want to have some tangible cards and some sleeves to put them in, right? But okay, then I'm gonna buy a fair. bunch of dummy cards that I'm not gonna use. I'm just gonna print fucking. Uh, oh, I, uh, I yeah, I printed a bunch a bunch of proxies for magic. Just print a I shitload was... of proxies. Fuck it, we're playing homebrew. You well, and that's a, that's how I felt too because I was I'm not one of those people that like wants to go when like I, when I got into magic. My big thing was drafts yes. because I like I like the competition and I like playing other people. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's more fun to build like. The fun of card games is the deck building. Absolutely, like that's what's enjoyable. Like it's not it's the puzzle, dude. Yeah, the puzzle of the like so fun. You know, there's all these different cards, and they have especially in games like Magic. I'm sure you guys the same way. There's all these different effects, and there's all these complex ways the game could play out, especially when it's randomly drafted cards. My favorite thing to so do. So it just makes it more is, interesting for is me. Is build when I play. like a, a beautiful deck and then just sit there for hours and test it. And just right, like overanalyze. You just what you shuffle. Card, I'm like, what three see, cards are? You, I'm like, I'm like, what cards are bricking me? I, like, I, these I two. used to do what that. What gives me draw power? Like, what fixes yeah, this I, issue? I, see, I want to get back, and I'm gonna, Dude. I'm gonna, I think I may actually swing by my parents' house in the way after there this, and and get my, because I want to get my magic cards and there all my ego cards, because I have like a yeah, whole dude. bunch of like nice magic decks. Get that nerd shit. Yeah, and that I just like playing, and also just seeing people shuffle cards with sleeves just makes me want to. Uh, dude, oh. I watch I watch some Yu-Gi-Oh YouTube shorts sometimes, and it's like the the, the Mystic Mind joke I made yeah. is literally from one of those. He's like, he's like, all right, uh, I'm gonna do this. And he's like, any contestant? He's like, no contest. <laughs> he's like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Right. Then he makes a whole turn. And he's like, all right, man, my board's looking good. I got everything. He's like, okay, he goes, uh, Mystic Mind. Mystic <laughs> Mind. Uh, dude, Mystic God, yeah, card games are great, man. I need to introduce you guys to Keyforge still too. Well, and, and That's I, Sir Richard Garfield's second card game. Well, and, and I think we need to get into. Um, I wanted to just start like every couple of months, just buying another random board game. 
um, and just playing random board games. Board game like, nerds, man. I because like that. I, I, I really enjoy like those sorts of games. Like I think it's fun for like yeah. everybody to get together, and even even if it's just like one of the cooperative ones where you're playing. Well, with something a group fun about a board something. game is like if you get a new one, is that no no one's ever played it, and you're all learning together. There's like no right. one who's like the superior player. Exactly. That's that's what you. I always hate about a lot about yes. one of one of my um, gripes with video games recently has been like. It's so competitive that it it really pits your I did your that. friends against each other a lot. Yeah, of the time. I came in the lobby the other night for Overwatch for the five stack, and then I immediately started shit because someone wanted to single rock a roll, and we all but, gave him shit. And then I started going in about how there are literally better players in the same lobby as him that are better at that role, and how you should respect that. And then you came in and be like, dude, you're being a little too right. Cool. And I was like, at first I was mad, but then I thought about it. I was like, ah, yeah, I had no chill. Like, yeah, but, but, but like that's again, like that's the, the whole nature of gaming now is like we're supposed to be competitive. And I love I yeah. love being competitive in games and I like I like competing even outside of games. But it's like the when I originally drew me to games was that like what you just said, like that everybody figuring it out together yeah, and man. kind of like learning puzzle, what to bro. do. And I feel like a lot of that has come out because there's not a lot of co-op games. There's not a lot of cooperative games. Yeah, I mean, much we anymore. had the, uh, the It Takes Two. Right, Saga, It, it Takes good, Two was like, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even Fall Guys is kind of the same sort of thing where you get to... Where you get, crab game. Yeah, crab game. Crab game was fun because it was it was like if you... Or games like that in general where you're doing these platformer battle royales. They're just fun because like you, if you don't do well yourself, you cheer on your homies and you just have a good time. Right, and it's not, it's not super stressful. Like you're, you don't yeah. have to win... You know, it's except not... for that round in in a crab game where like the lights go off in the room and people try to kill you and shit. Right, that that's... round is stressful yeah, stress. every time. You gotta hide on the top of the bunks and you better get a knife, dude. <laughs> if, if the three of us would have ever actually grouped up and hit on we top could of the never bunk, find each other. Yeah, so, and I always so get scary. murdered. It was it was spooky dooky. You know what was a great game mode though was the bomb round where everyone's in the, oh, the room they're doing God. like the Mario Party mini game. Where it's just Bro, that, that brings me back because I mentioned Fall boom, Guys. Boom. Did you ever watch the the Fall Guys tournament that um? a bunch of Twitch streamers did and Toast was on a team with Shifter and oh, somebody Danny else. Lay, he's back. And and it was and it was literally Shifter, the dude. most hyped Twitch streamer tournament. I like I feel like yeah. tw- like Toast is one of the best people to watch in this because he always gets so into did you, it. Did you see the video of Toast getting knocked out by Michael and they were boxing? No. Yeah, you can look it up on LSF. Oh, I have to look that up. All but, right, well we got we got to wrap up here pretty soon. Uh, a couple quick things. Uh, North American Worlds is NA zero and nine in group Right. Stages. Yeah. As was foretold. Yeah. If you go back a couple episodes, you'll see me hey, predicting but that. But Rogue from Europe, three zero right now. Uh, I mean, that's that's uh, hype. That's, not, that's, that's hype. nice. Good for them. That's hype, dude. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say, man? Before we get Hot out here? D. Holy oh, shit. shit! Yeah, we got to cover that. Yeah, let's Bro, talk about it real quick. When my man's opened the door and said, uh, and then they, and they were like, they did the whole king announcement thing. Oh, oh man, I about nutted. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hotty has been continuously just been like increasing, right? And now just a quick take a detour. Comes in. Let's oh. take a quick detour because I do love Hotty and I want to give all the respect to reserves. Last, I watched the episode last night before bed. Like Sam already had watched it on Monday, and I watched it last night so I could make sure I was caught up. And she stayed up again to watch it because it was just a hype fucking episode. Yeah, right? I, I rewatched Dude, the the Amen is my favorite character. I'm just gonna put that out there. Like I love him already. Which one is Amen? The guy eye with patch. the eye patch. The yes, patch, man. he just wants to be Damon so bad. No, he wants to kick the shit out of. He used to want to be Damon, but I think he wants to kick the shit out of Damon. I mean, I think I I think he's like that. He they, he he's. 
He's the edgy boy of the. Team. He's edgy, and he sees like him. He's as the like edgy the, boy of the green. He sees Damon's him as the, the cool. Well, you know? no, he sees him as cooler than him. So he's like, I want to emulate my my uncle, or I guess I don't really know what he is to him. Uncle, cousin, brother. Uh, it would be his uncle because Damon is Viserys' brother. Yes, okay. so it would be his uncle. Um, no, the the big thing I want to say really quick. So Rings of Power, you weren't here last week, right? Yeah. So I want to cover this really quick. So Rings of Power episode six was really fucking hype. And then episode seven happened and it was really fucking boring again. Oh, really? And I was so, yeah, dude, literally the Mountain Doom erupts at the end of episode six. It's amazing. It was like this yeah. whole, it was a battle episode. It had like a bunch of action. And I was like, wow, they're bringing all the storylines together. This is really hype. And then the episode ends and then episode seven starts. And I was like, wow, nothing just happened for all like, 45 minutes. Uh, this may be unfair, but all I can think about when I think about Rings of Power is the scenes in Lord of the Rings movies when they're in uh, Rivendell. Let me tell you. All man. it is is them just like prancing about Rivendell just doing nothing. Yeah, I let don't me tell you, man. So on. I've been rewatching the extended editions to like actually get my Tolkien fix. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Like I can watch the extended editions on repeat. They're so good. They're so uh, good. Even though, even though they, are for ruin. they are technically blasphemy according to the Tolkien estate. So and with that, I, I'm reserving my expectations for episode eight, which is the season finale on Friday. But I will say, I think I figured out the problem with this show. There's no soul. There's No, there is soul to it. There definitely is. But the problem with the show is that it's a planned five-season show. So everyone's just like, this is fucking slow and boring. And it's not going to get exciting. It just probably. feels like they're going through the motions. Yes, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like I think they're not going to get to anywhere of not going through the motions for like two more seasons. And then in season four, it's going to get fucking crazy probably. I... I don't. I don't know. I it, if, if if things are supposed to lead where they go, it's going to it's need a nuts. monumental shift because I just, I'm so soured by how bad or a reveal of the Dark Lord to be a shift. I'm no. I, I I'm so soured by how bad of a job they did with um the Wheel of Time series yeah. that until they come out with like three or four banger you episodes really, in a row, you really are and like by Wheel of Time. No, this, I know. I know. This is one of the most legendary fantasy series of all time. Just absolutely gutted, and they're still going to make a season two, and it's going to be miserably bad because they already killed off characters that are supposed to be alive at the very end. Yeah, that's that's. They killed off far. one of the guys who's a general at the last battle. All right, well, with that, we're going to wrap the 110 podcast. Fuck you, There's, Amazon. Yeah, fuck you, Amazon. <laughs> fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, I hope your dick rocket crashes to Earth. <laughs> Jesus, okay. I don't know about that, man, but all right. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>